finally, we're back after a very long break. Are you excited to be here? I am as excited as I've ever been. Kind of messed up because I took like a little nap right before, so I'm still a little tired. Um, let's ex- how what's it called? Let's address the elephant in the room. Um, what do you think about the draft? Um, Bengals perspective. The Bengals perspective, I think, was a really good draft. Honestly, I'd say it was probably a top five or six draft class. Um, what would you give them? Like, uh, I'd give them a one out of ten or a A to A to F. I'd probably give them a A minus, maybe an A. I don't know. I I think it's definitely at minimum an A minus for just the value they got into most of those picks. Okay. Um, who do you think did the best? Eagles. Really? Yeah, the Eagles had a hell of a draft. <laughs> I mean, waiting, trading up one. I'm not a fan of trading up one unless it's for a quarterback. But trading up one to get Jalen Carter and then waiting and getting Nolan Smith at the end of the first and getting Keeley Ringo. I think it was a fourth, wasn't it? The third or the fourth. That's hold on the value, dude. What do you mean trading up one? Like trading up one pick? They went from 13 to f- they they 12? went from ten to nine to get okay. Jalen Carter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who 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 they trade up? The right. Bears. Did they think the Bears were going to take Jalen Carter? Uh if I was the Bears, I would have. I wouldn't have traded. But you know, the Bears. I thought they needed an offensive lineman. They did, but Jalen Carter's a generational, arguably Killer. a generational. Well, that too, but arguably a generational defensive lineman. Like, it, it's hard to pass up on that. Hmm. I um the Texans they got a they had a pretty good draft but they're betting on a lot. Yeah, they mortgaged a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, they got Stroud, which by the way, I told you they were going to pick Stroud mm-hmm. like a week leading up to the draft when everybody said no. Um, they got Stroud, and the bad thing is that they traded their pick next year to move up to get Anderson. But Which they, means the Cardinals could wind up with, like, two top three or four picks next year. Like, that's really good for the Cardinals. Would that be the first time ever if the Cardinals got the, like, they did terrible and then did the overall one and two if the Texans did bad? But And before you answer that, the Texans are – they had a chance to have a good draft next year, but they're still going to have a decent draft because they have the Browns. And let's be honest, the Browns will probably do – they'll probably end up anywhere from 10 to 20, I think, Yeah, wise. but let, let's put it in the perspective of this year's draft, right? Let's say the Texans pick at 15, right? What do you mean this year, 2023 or 2024? This year, the draft we just had. Okay. Let's say, and we're going to put it into perspective for next year. Let's say the Texans picked, they did this a year earlier. They got two players in the top three. Mm-hmm. And then this draft rolled around, 
and they were picking 15 with the Browns pick. Mm-hmm. And they could have had a top two or three pick if they hadn't traded their pick. The, the drop-off of player quality, even though they're good, obviously, because they're in the first round, but the drop-off of player quality is massive at that point. You see what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. value just doesn't make sense to make that trade. That is a very, that is a very Madden franchise simulation move that the Texans made. I don't know why they drafted a quarterback this year when they have a quarterback that can hold down the fort. I use that term very, very loosely. But he can hold down the fort, and then they get someone like Caleb Williams or Drake May next year. That's what I'm saying. I'm not dissing C.J. Stroud, but the hype behind Caleb Williams and um, Drake May are – it's a big snowball that's starting to become an avalanche. Um, I don't know how they're going to do. They'll probably do well statistically. I don't see Carolina making a big run. You never know. They might. But and maybe um, USC does a good run or they have a chance of making – um, the college football playoff, which will only help Caleb Williams. But I feel like Caleb Williams will be in the – he'll lead him to at least a New Year's Six Bowl. And I feel like Drake May will stu- still get drafted very high, top five probably, top ten at the least. But he'll still do like a, like a Cheez-It Bowl kind of – season like two losses against a really good team or you get upset by one randomly kind of like how will levis yeah i mean you with quarterbacks anymore like the reason bryce young was going to be the number one pick is because he knows how to play the position Mm -hmm. he is incredibly small Mm -hmm. he is incredibly small but as far as quarterbacking goes, he was the best at quarterbacking in the draft. Even though I think C.J. Stroud, if he played like he did in Georgia, in the Georgia game, he's better than Bryce Young, in my opinion, long term. But you don't know if he's going to get that. You know what you're getting with Bryce Young. Quarterbacks like Drake May, I think you – it's it's kind of a – I get the comparison to Will Levis – not a big school, not as much talent, but we know on tape that Drake may, you can see the dude knows how to play the quarterback position well. It's just where he plays is kind of holding him back. You know what I mean? Um, And it's going to be like that with, I hesitate to say Anthony Richardson because Anthony Richardson is literally just all athletic upside. You mm-hmm. know, dude's got a cannon. He's not very accurate, but he's a freak athlete and he's got a cannon. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think Drake May. I wouldn't be surprised if next year if Drake May was the first quarterback taken over Caleb Williams. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I think Caleb Williams is the favorite to be the first quarterback taken, but it wouldn't surprise me if May was the first quarterback taken. Drake Williams, um, or Drake, <laughs> Drake Williams and Caleb May. 
Drake May is Lucas or Luke May's brother. The um he played on the championship team or national championship team for Carolina back in 2017. He made that shot against Kentucky in the Elite Eight. Remember that? Yeah, they're brothers. And then I think he has another brother that played baseball for either the Tar Heels or the Florida Gators. And I think he also has a sister that did that played some kind of Division One sport for the other. So, like Luke May played for played basketball for Carolina, and then Drake May played football for Carolina. But he has, I believe, he has another sibling besides Luke, or another brother besides Luke that played either for Florida or North Carolina. And then I think he has a sister that played for the other one. So if all three brothers played for, that's what I'm trying to get. All three brothers played for North Carolina. The sister played for Florida. So good genes in that family. You know, I I don't know what Luke is doing, but I mean, but, but what about better than us? This year's draft was crazy. Like it was actually insane. Are you talking like the draft class or the draft itself? No, the draft class this year was very deep, but I wouldn't say it was great, right? It was extremely deep, but I wouldn't say it was great. Um, The actual draft itself was nutty to me. Like, I didn't – there were a lot of people that went a lot earlier than I thought they were going to. There was a lot of people that fell a lot further than I thought they were going to. And you know me. I'm a football buff. I absolutely love football. I love – paying attention to the draft classes and the free agency classes. I mean, I told you a while ago that I think free agency sometimes is a little more exciting than the actual season. Are you Mel Kuyper Jr. Jr.? Oh, no. God, no. He's he's way better at it than I am. But I told – it was funny. I told Dylan and Austin, I said – because I said in the first round when they were like Nolan Smith or Michael Mayer, who are we picking – I said like three times, I'm like, Miles Murphy is still there. That don't don't be surprised if they take Miles Murphy. And then in the second round I said they they they're getting a corner here. It I, I thought I didn't know who it was. I was thinking they might go at Atame Adaboire, but he fell all the way to the fourth round, which is crazy. But I thought they were going to take a corner. They took D.J. Turner. I forgot he was even there, but it's a phenomenal pick. And then in the fourth round, right before, I think it was like five or six picks before the Bengals, me and Dylan and Harlem were talking about who, you know, who did the Bengals pick, what position they take. And I said, everybody was like, oh, they got to take a tight end or they got to get their running back here. They, you know, and I said, don't be surprised if they take a wide receiver. And then, bam, Charlie Jones. I should be an NFL scout. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think you got to play it too to understand. Just have a more what's the right word? Inclination is that a word? That is a word. I guess it works. You, you, you got to have like a better feel. Yeah, I, I say that to be a scout. I said that jokingly. I don't actually mean it, but. Yeah. 
Um, they do need to address the tight end position. Like, I mean, I just don't think they care about the tight end position, dude. I they, think they're they, like Irv Smith's good enough. Maybe if Irv he gets Smith's hurt, strong though. If he gets hurt again, no. But Hayden Hurst and C.J. Uzama weren't strong either, as far as the tight end we position are, goes. No, no, no. I'm going to stop you there. We are not going to have C.J. Uzama slander on this podcast. That is a no. Jake, that, that's like that. Uh, that's almost as bad as dissing Nickelback. All you right? know how I feel about Nickelback. The the Did you just say Nickelback? Is sure. that a play on word? Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. No. Um, hey, I want to tell you something about Chad Kruger, right? Is it Kruger or is it like... Listen, I'm going to defend Nickelback. What's the dude's name that sings for him? Well, I mean, because we have Kroger, the store, and then he has his name, like Kroger is spelled K-R. It's, it's Kruger. I believe it's Kruger, yes. But, but it's not spelled like, like Freddy Kruger. It's like C-R-U-E-G-E-R or something like that. Who, Chad? I think so. That thing's spelled with a K. My guy. Did I say C? I meant K. You're right, K. Big, big K, K, like when Kroger sells Big K? That K stands for Kruger, Chad Kruger. Anyway, um, uh, th- but w- wait, I want to address something about Nickelback that you might actually respect him. Why is Nickelback still relevant today? I don't know why. Chad himself said it's because of the hate. Think about it. Think about all the bands that came up with them. Three Doors Down, Three Days Grace, Three Day Weekend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, you got Hinder, irrelevant. Daughtry, irrelevant. I, you get what I'm saying by irrelevant. Like, you don't hear yeah. of them. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I actually... But he said that if they didn't hate us, that we would, sti- we would just be like a has-been band. But Nickelback is still cool. I actually really like that one song they did. Is it Feed the Machine? Yeah. I, th- I thought that was actually a pretty good song. Um, mm-hmm. I don't... I dislike Nickelback. I wouldn't say I hate them. They have some good songs, but uh, all in all, I'm not a big you fan. You just don't like Nickelback because when Rockstar came out, it was overplayed on the radio, I remember. Yes. That's, that is one reason. Yes, you're that, absolutely right. It's song. the same reason. I love Disturbed. But the sound of silence, as good of a song as it was when they did that cover, got really old really quick because all they did was all that was every other song was Sound of Silence by Disturbed. Wasn't Stone Cold's theme song changed to Disturbed? Like the glass shattered and then it was like and then it was like Get down with the sickness. <laughs> you know, something like that. You get what I'm saying, like, right? Can disturbed. I buy pop from you? <laughs> Come on, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, disturbed. Like, motherfucker, get up, get down with the sickness. Um, it, well, it wasn't that, but I, I know what you're Are saying. Are you sure? Yes, but, but I am sure. Does disturbed sing down with the sickness? <clears throat> they do, yes. Yeah, that's the only song. Oh, and Creed. We're not going to slander Creed either. Dude, right. Creed's just kind of there. Yeah. I feel like they they just exist. Yeah. We're, well, we're getting off topic. But it's a good off topic. I, if you say so. Love Nickelback. Hey, 
That doesn't surprise me. Chad Kruger will be on this podcast. Guarantee it. And that is the day I will not. That is the day I will leave your podcast. You're telling me if if he came on here, you wouldn't be like, hey, man, what's up? No. Boy. No, I can honestly say I would be like, it's nice to meet you, sir. I'm leaving. Um, I believe he was married to uh, Avril Levine. Avril. Avril, yeah. Adam's cousin. They're not related. I just, it's funny. All right, let's get I may here. be leaving this podcast sooner, actually. Uh, you keep that up. Um, so, how did we... Oh, yeah, you disrespected my boy C.J. Uzama. Listen, man, I like C.J. He was the hype man for the team. He, he got them hyped up. He got them pumped up for games. But he was, at best, an average tight end. I mean, same thing with Hurst. Hurst, Hurst was actually a little better than Uzama, but I wouldn't call him above average. Like Irv Smith, Irv Smith has to get. If Irv Smith gets four hundred fifty to five hundred yards, he does the same thing that Uzama and Hurst did. I mean, hold up! I think Uzama had almost seven hundred or close to it. I think. But but you, you might have to. I don't think it was anywhere but, near that. I could be wrong, but you might have to check yeah. that. Um, I don't know. I'm too lazy to check the stats from two years ago, but uh. What this is how I view tight ends that aren't like George Kittle, um, Travis Kelsey, and whatnot. Um, if you take C.J. Uzama, Hayden Hurst, and Irv Smith, they and you give them a quarterback like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, whatever you give them like top ten quarterbacks. They're going to look good in their position. They're going because see why I call him reliable is he was the he was probably the fourth option. You know, some good tight ends are one or two, but he was the first or he was the fourth, but he was a reliable fourth. It's not like when you threw to him were like, oh, damn, why are they throwing to him? It's like, okay, our three other main guys weren't, and when I say, I don't want to say Joe Burrow because he was part of um, Andy Dalton too. Um, but, like, if a pass was coming to C.J. Uzama, I felt confident that it would at least get caught. I don't know if it would go anywhere, but it would get caught. You know, if he throws it seven yards down the field and C.J. Uzama is the intended target, that's why I liked him because he was serviceable. You know, he wasn't anything spectacular, but he got the job done when he needed to get the job done. You feel me? That's why, like, and Hayden Hurst. Me, personally, I really don't see any, any difference between Hayden Hurst and C.J. Uzama. And you're, like, you might, somebody might say, oh, they're better at this than that and the third, whatever. But they were both... Not top-tier tight ends, but tight ends that could get the job done. That's that's how I feel. And I hope Irv Smith is like that. But I feel like Irv's, Irv, Irv Smith will be less 
just because of his height and size. And I think they'll probably utilize Drew Sample more from a blocking perspective. See, and th- they'll have Irv Smith come in as a like a receiver. You know what I'm saying? He's, but see, here's the problem: is you give away what you're going to do there if you do it that way. I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals ran a bunch of four wide receiver sets and just didn't have a tight end on the field at is, times. Trent Irwin's still with us, right? Yes. And he is a receiver, correct? Yes, he is. Okay, a receiver. that's right. Hold on. Who? Oh, okay. I get him and Mitchell Wilcox mi- mixed up, but Mitchell Wilcox is gone. Yeah, I I do think. Where did he go? I don't know. I do think that Charlie Jones, the rookie, mm-hmm. is going to be the receiver for this year. I think he's going to beat Trent Taylor. I think he's going to beat Trent Irwin for that job. I think he's going to be receiver four. Okay, you, when you say receiver four, you actually mean the fourth wide receiver. You like mean, if one of the big three were to get hurt, Jones would be next man up. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I didn't know if you meant like the actual fourth receiver or tight ends included. No, no, just receiver. No. But did they, would they sign Irv Smith to a one- or two-year deal? I think it was one, a one-year deal for yeah. like barely over a million. He'll – I hate to say it, but he'll probably – I think we're a tight end. We're just a tight end factory, dude. We just keep getting tight ends contracts. Man. Oh, Irv yes. Smith might be the exception if he plays well because he's young, right? Unless Brock Bowers has a bad year Bro, and don't drops even. down. Although, admittedly, no. I think this year's draft kind of showed you what the NFL in general thinks of tight ends. I mean, you had – three, sometimes four, that were being mocked in the first round. There were some that were being mocked as high as like 11 or 12. And Dalton Kincaid got taken at 25 as the first tight end and not another one got taken in the first round. Like, the NFL doesn't value tight ends, dude. 25, who was that? The Buffalo. They traded up ahead of Dallas, which is a weird pick. I like it, but you just gave – Dawson Knox a contract not too long ago. I know. Ago. That, that it, it's an odd pick. I think it's a good – He's. I mean, he's a good offensive weapon if he can stay healthy. I don't want to say it's a bad pick. It's just an odd pick. Yeah, it was. And Dawson Knox did a good job. Yeah, yeah Knox he, is a really good so tight end. I, I mean, I don't see – maybe they're trying to do – run a two-tight end scheme or something. I mean, they, they could even line Kincaid up in the slot. Mm-hmm. They could do that. I mean, that's always a possibility, but – I don't know. Okay. Now, I'm going to go through each player the Bengals drafted, and you tell me um, what grade you give them. Okay. Or The pick or the player? That's what I'm confused about. Because you probably don't know much about the player. I mean – be honest. Do you know much about DJ Evie or Ivy? However, no. I mean, obviously, but in the sixth and seventh round, you're kind of just throwing stuff at a dartboard. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? So you're gonna, we're gonna go. You're gonna grade the pick, not the player. Yeah, yeah, the pick. I'm gonna say the player. What? Um, I won't say round. I'll just say pick. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Did they pick in each round? Yes, they picked twice in the sixth. I thought they had seven picks. 
They, but they traded back with Kansas City and got an extra six. So, okay. All right. Um, First round pick, Miles Murphy, defensive end, edge. I'd give it an A just on value alone. I mean, there, there were some, some analysts projected him as the second best pass rusher in this draft. He was projected as far, high as a top 10 pick, and you get him at 28. I just I think that's value, man. That's incredible value. Now, will he be this phenomenal pass rusher? He could be, but just off the pick alone, I think you give it an A off value. Round two. Pick 60, cornerback D.J. Turner the second from Michigan. That one is my only, like, A-plus. I think that is the best pick they had in this draft, and that's one of the best picks in the entire draft, period, I think, as far as a value perspective goes. Um, do you think it helps the pick in in a weird situation or a different situation with just uh, kind of look. I know I understand players get paid a lot and whatnot, but it's probably overwhelming coming into the league, adjusting to that kind of uh, schedule lifestyle. I, I know that they've been doing it their whole life, and they do it in college, and it's probably harder in college because you also have classes, but. On the other side of it, you're going to a whole new city, a whole new team. You don't know that many people. Do you think it helps them, the fact that DJ Turner will be um, linking up with uh, Dax Hill and that will kind of help him not only, like, perform better because, I mean, it, it, after a while he's just, it's just going to pick up, like, second nature because he's going to be playing alongside of somebody he played with in college, and they did very well. But do you think that'll also, like, he, he's going to a, a different place with a familiar face? Do you think that helps out players? Oh, yeah, I think that helps. I mean, I think D.J. Turner's a good enough start right now, Yeah, honestly. And I think having Dax Hill back there, having that comfortability, comfort, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I can't Some remember. words are hard. Some, words, man, words. Yeah. But having that. That is a teammate that you played with in college. I mean, you look – it's not the same, but look at Burrow and Chase, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Burrow knows, hey, if Chase is one-on-one, I'm throwing it to Chase. He doesn't even think about it. It's not even – I don't care who he's matched up against. Nine times out of ten, I'm, Chase is going to win. I'm going to chuck it up, and he's going to go get it. So, I mean, I, I think that... Fuck it, Jamar's down there Yeah, somewhere. exactly. So, I mean, I, I think that's... Um, I think that familiarity is the word I was looking for, is um, is really, really good for rookie players, mm-hmm. you know? And even even to an extent, I mean, this, this isn't really the same, but, you know, DJ Reader went to Clemson. Miles Murphy's coming in. He went to Clemson. So they have a connection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They are connected through the college they went through. So, I mean, it's – I think – yeah, I, I I think that definitely helps. Uh, round three, pick 95. 
safety, Jordan Battle, Alabama. That's the one that surprised me. I, I would give it a B. I think Jordan Battle is Don Bell, just younger and more athletic. And I think that's why they took him. That's um, music to the ears to any Bengals fan. Yeah, I mean, he's if he's someone, really he's not super athletic, but he's really smart. He's incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the highest coverage grade of any safety, I think, this year in college football. He I, he's just he's an incredibly smart player. It kind of confuses me because they have Nick Scott and Dax Hill. So, it's going to be weird if they're paying Nick Scott and he's not starting for the next two, three years. But, whatever. I mean, it. I, I would give it a B. Maybe a B plus. Well, it was a good pick. What did you say the other day to me about after Awuzie and Mike Hilton leave? Um, when Which, did I when, say? when is their last? Is, is A's is this year. Hilton's next year. As so far as contracts go. After the 2024 season, Awuzie and Hilton have the opportunity to be gone. Yeah, but I think they'll keep Hilton. Okay. So this this season, do you, this season is Awuzie's last season. Next season is Hilton's last season. Do you think that they'll keep Hilton to be like a slot corner or they'll keep him just to kind of he's considered like an old head and he would be able to like I, guide the I would guess an old head just because in the in the AFC championship game I know it's a sore subject but in the AFC championship game Kansas City picked on Mike Hilton I mm-hmm. mean they picked on him bad you know so I think they want to get younger if I had to guess what I told you was you could have Nick Scott at um, – well, now that they drafted Battle, I think you, you probably have Nick Scott at free safety while he's here, Jordan Battle at strong safety, your outside corners are Turner and Cam Taylor Britt, and then your slot and your flex guy is Dax Hill probably. Uh, this is off subject, but you said the uh, AFC Championship game was a sore subject. I'm so – this happens to me every year. I'm a diehard Bengals fan. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't pay attention necessarily to the draft as much as someone like you. Um, oh, well, I watch it, yeah. But did I know who Jordan Battle was? No. Had I heard of him? Yes, but did I sit there and watch clips of him? No, I I don't have time for that. But I will say this. Every year, like right now, my mind is not set on football or like truly set on football. The draft's here, so I'm thinking about it like, ooh, what can we do or how is this going to work out? Uh, the usual. But I was like when you were saying like the sore subject and telling me all that, or saying all that, I was thinking, what was the guy's name who like got the late penalty for the hit on Mahomes? And I'm like, oh my god! And I was thinking like Jermaine Pratt yelling and all that, but I still can't think of who did it. Who who hit him late? 
Joseph Osama. Okay, I, I knew I knew it was like a like a there was an O and an S in there somewhere, um, but and this happens every year as well. The very first game, the first week, I spend like, wait, hold on, what what, what are the rules again? Or you know, what I mean, and then after like week one, I'm like, okay, like hold on. What's the rule for touching a receiver before or contacting a receiver without getting called for a penalty or some shit like that? You know, I, I kind of like forget. They're like, this penalty is how many yards or that penalty is, you know, 10, 15, 5, whatever. Um, but after week one, I'm like, I'm fully zoned in. And I know it's, you know, it all comes to fruition. But that's what I like about the NFL is it can – The NFL, because of how football is played and how physical it is, you can only have certain games or a certain amount of games, right? But the way they structure it is it's addicting because it's probably the funnest sport to watch, that or basketball. Then you got some dweebs over here, oh, baseball's fun. Um, you're a communist. Uh, but with football, it's so enjoyable that you have your team, and let's be honest, let's call a spade a spade. You can love football, the game of football, right? But watching your team on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock versus watching two really good teams Sunday night, it doesn't compare. That Watching your team is the best. I can watch. Um, it's more than likely going to be the Chiefs versus the Eagles opening the season. I can watch that. I'll be excited for it, and I'll watch it, and I'll enjoy it. But nothing, nothing fuels the fire more than watching the Bengals on a cool, crisp Sunday afternoon in fall with the windows open. You got buffalo chicken dip in the little crock pot. You got chili on the stove. You know what I mean? A little tiny breeze is coming through the windows. Like, you just don't get better. I'm a summer guy. I love it. And anybody that thinks summer is not as good as another season, they're lying to themselves and everyone else. Summer is king. But football... That's a close second, man. That's a close second. I, 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 I'm telling you, summer. Anyway, I'm getting off subject. I'm just rambling. Um, I miss football. That that's all it boils down to. And that's it, why but, you're super hyped for the schedule release. Yes, I am because well, I, I'll explain that here in a second. But I want to get back to my main point: is why the NFL is so good and their mar- like how they structure the season is so perfect is. People love it so much, but there's only a finite amount of it. If you want to go watch baseball, you can watch the Reds literally five or six days a week for pretty much six months, half the year. You are a fan of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, You can watch every single game. You know, you have to, you can either watch it on national TV or have the 
NBA Pass or whatever, you can watch your favorite team play in the NBA three, four nights a week. But the NFL, it, it, you have one game, and then you got to wait a whole nother week. All right? The bye, it's good for the players because they get a break, but uh, every fan hates the bye. You know, it's just the marketing scheme or how the, the schematic of the season is literally so unbeatable. And if you're a true NFL fan, you know that the NFL, and I, I guess you can say college, but in my opinion, the NFL is leaps and bounds ahead of college football. That's just my opinion. Some people, like, but I'm not like a diehard Ohio State fan or Alabama, LSU. I, I'm not that. I've, I feel I feel personally attacked. You called out both my uh, college football teams. These are the first two you called out. What? Ohio State and Alabama. You like, personally attacked. You like Alabama? I do. Um, roll Tide. But <laughs> Roll Tide. Yeah, roll I tide. said roll tide, damn it. <laughs> but um, yeah, college football. He's been a virgin since he was twenty. Or he's been a virgin since he was twenty-eight years old. Roll tide, roll tide. Um, or he was a virgin until he was twenty-eight years old. You, you remember them commercials? Yeah, yeah. Like um, they give him a speeding ticket, and they're like, "Here's your ticket, sir. Roll tide." Um, college football is fun towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, however, I think because you get that, you always get that one team that's like not supposed to be there that's vying for a spot in the playoffs and you're rooting for them and you're willing to watch their game and everyone else who's tried to get into the college football playoff their game. But in the NFL, it's like, you're right. We, we sit here and we make sure we don't miss a Bengals game. Uh-huh. But I could just as easily sit there and watch the Jaguars play the Seahawks and enjoy the game. Yes. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? The one thing I think that hurts the college football is in the NFL, you always have in the beginning of the season, it's usually maybe the first four weeks. You will have a team that ends up not doing so well beating a team that does really well. Um, for example... I mean, just look at the Bengals last season. Their start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, actually, they, they had... Every loss they had besides Cleveland was to a team that was either made the playoffs, right? Who'd they lose to? Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh, yeah. Baltimore, and Dallas. Okay. They... Every team besides Cleveland that they lost to was either in the playoffs or right on the outside of the playoffs. Pittsburgh. But 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 you're you're forgetting. What I'm saying is And I like, will stand on this table. You know I will pound the table for this. Dallas's ass. But they still made the playoffs. Um I'm I'm trying to think of a team. Okay, the Like the Jets, they're usually ass, but they always get a like a they always sneak in a victory in like one of the first four games against a good team. 
That's just how it happens. Now, in the first four weeks of the college football season, you have Oklahoma playing uh, Savannah State, and the spread is 66, and you have Oklahoma covering the spread of 66. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, you get you get Georgia against like Upper Sandusky Junior College, and it's like what yeah, the hell and, and, is and this? Do you get a win out of it? Yeah, but be honest: Are you really going to watch a? Are, are you f- from beginning to end? Are you going to watch a team like Georgia come in, play some no name team, and beat them by at least fifty? You're going to watch that from start to finish? No. You're going to watch the first maybe quarter, maybe quarter and a half, and you're like, okay, this team's up good, I'm, you know, which that's not necessarily – I'm going to give you the pros and cons. It's stupid because it's like you want to watch your team be in a competitive game beating their rivals. But at the same time, when you play against Savannah State or, you know, like Wyoming State Tech – University, you know, after a quarter and a half, the game is, you know, out of control, and then you can go about your Saturday and finish what you need to do. That's one good thing about the bye is it gives you a break, and you can be like, oh, man, I got, I basically have a Sunday off. Like, you already have a Sunday off from your job, but you have a Sunday off, and you're like, okay, I can get this done, or I can rake leaves, or mow the yard, or hang out with my kids because I don't speak to them on Sundays because the NFL's on. But Listen, uh, sounds like you were describing the college football national championship last year. I just... Yeah. Georgia-Ohio State was the national championship, let's be honest. Uh, I, th- I think Michigan <coughs> would have... I think it would have been a little interesting had Michigan made it to the final. If Ohio State made it, yes. I think Georgia... You think they would? Dog washes Michigan. Dog so? walks. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's even close. Uh, <coughs> I mean, obviously, it's going to be closer than six. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be closer than that. But. Um, okay, so where were we at? We were talking. There was how the NFL is watchable, just in general. Oh, oh, and yes, and this is why another thing I want to say was, if you're a true, I might have said this, but I'll say it again. If you're a true NFL fan, you know that you oh, this is it. Why I love the schedule so much, or the schedule release, is if you're a true NFL fan, you know that the NFL season pretty much consumes your whole life, especially if your team is good. All right. You wait and wait and wait all week for the game to come on, and then after the game you spend like, oh, what did we do right? Or, oh, did you see this player? What did we do wrong? And then for the next several days, you know, the next, like, week, you are watching highlights of that game. Watching highlights of that game or getting prepared for the next game. Like, what do we need to do better? Any inside information. Getting your fantasy team ready. Looking at what parlay you can do. You know, I'm trying to go back to back fantasy champions with sports betting. It, it's the schedule release. The NFL season to true NFL fans controls the life 
of that uh, of a true NFL fan, and they know it too. Because I'll tell you what, the second Joe Burrow got sacked by Aaron Donald, and the second that I knew we were going to lose the AFC Championship, I had so much weight lifted off my shoulders because I was like, finally, we didn't win. But I can move on with my fucking life. Like, I, I can focus on other shit. Like, do you know how much stuff I procrastinated and, and I will continue to procrastinate because of the NFL season? A lot. Um, but the schedule being released four months prior, me personally, it helps kind of like, okay, I want to go to this game. I want to go to that game. Um. It all de- a lot depends on when are we going to play the Chiefs? When are we going to play the Bills? Um, like, will it, will it matter in the beginning of the season versus at the end of the season? You, you know what I mean? Because, like, the, I'm telling you what, there is nothing better than a big game deep in the season. You had Buffalo and Kansas City last year in – Mid-October, late October, something like that. Was it cool? Yeah. But nothing compares to a late game like Kansas City coming into Cincinnati and we beat them. Like, I agree. I, I think had the whole DeMar Hamlin thing not happened, imagine how great that game would have been late in the season. You know, it, it would have been – I don't know. I just, yeah, I mean, I, lo- uh, I love the NFL so much, and it's just so perfect, and that's ah, great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. We we can agree on that. I think the NFL yeah, is. I'm I'm pretty excited about the schedule coming up. We'll eventually get back to all the other picks. Whoever the fuck that punter is. Um. But I, I like the schedule release. It's coming up. Was today Wednesday the. Say the third, yeah, the third. Shout out to Jackson, happy birthday, little buddy. Um, but it they're releasing it next Thursday, the eleventh, and that's just gonna set everything up. Okay, I kind of want to go down to the Tennessee game because we play in Tennessee and Jacksonville. Okay, how awesome would it be if we played Jacksonville in December, or we played Jacksonville on Christmas Day? Christmas in Florida. How fucking cool would that be? Yeah. I say, I I, go ahead. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't care really for the primetime games. I just don't. You know what I really like? I really like the overseas games. Yeah, but I don't want, I don't want, us to play overseas. Well, I, I I know I know exactly what you're saying. It's I, not fair to it's not fair to the home team's fan base. Let me I, put it that way. Any team's fan base. Well, no, because if it's the away team's fan, the home team's fan base, it's going to the game. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Like, well, they do take away. How do they do? Yeah, they take away, like, if you go over there, one team loses an away game at their stadium per year. 
you know, and then the other one, the other team that plays in that game, that's just considered a road game. Because, like, remember last year when there was speculation for Cincinnati and New Orleans being the overseas game? And it it, it was like, that, I don't think that was ever going to happen, but you're really going to take that away from New Orleans? Yeah. Not only do they lose a home game, but they lose a home game where they get to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase come back from where they won a national championship of play. Like, they, they were never going to do that. I just like the – I wouldn't mind seeing the Bengals play in an overseas game simply because it's at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, somewhere in there, and by noon it's over. And then you have the rest of the day to do what you need to do. Um, The rest of the day to watch more football, hello. <laughs> Yes, you, you, can, you can watch more football, but if you need to get something done or, like, say your kid has a soccer game or something like that, or you just want to, like, like do something, like go for a hike and whatnot, you can do that. You don't have to rush to get everything done before 1 o'clock and then or rush to get everything done after 4 o'clock. Because, like, eventually the the daylight savings and all that shit, and then 4 o'clock, it's dark as hell. Um, but you get that shit at 9 o'clock, 9.30, you're done by 12.30? Hell yeah. That's like getting off early at work. I'll, hey, I'll say this on this podcast right now. Being an NFL, being a diehard NFL fan, that's a full day's work. They might hate the bye, but deep down, they cherish it because they're like, I can get my mind right. And I'll say another thing. I bet the teams that get the first, the, the, the fan base of the teams that get the first bye, they hate it because they get four weeks of games that they have to focus on. Then they get a break. And then they got another 12 straight. So, you know, knock on wood, hopefully the Bengals have a – typically the Bengals either have late October, early November bye. And I like that. I really do. I like the midseason. I, I would prefer midseason or late buys than an early buy. That's what I would – yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good okay. on time. Um, that's what I would prefer. Um Hmm. What, oh, yeah, we need to finish that. Uh, we got the to draft thing. Yeah, we got to Jordan Battle. Uh, Charlie Jones. <laughs> uh, it's a B plus. I mean, it's a Tyler Boyd replacement. That's essentially what he is. He's a good route runner. He can find way. He finds ways to somehow always get open. Not super fast, but fast. He's pretty fast. I, I think it's a good pick. I give it. A, I might even give it an A minus. Did you hear about Trevor Simeon? Yes, okay. yes, I did. Because Brandon Allen signed with the 49ers. Yeah. Yes. Um, Chase Brown, running back. Uh, oh, that's an A. Okay. I, I think the value for him is an A. Do you easily. think he'll be the starter? No, I think he'll back up Mixon. But I think. Oh, so you think Mixon will play? I do. I think Mixon's going to be the starting running back. But I, I think. I think. Um, I think Chase Brown will be Samaj P. Ryan. He might even get a little more snaps as far as that goes. Did you say be him or he, beat? B. Okay. Yeah, he, he will be 
the Samaj P. Ryan for the offense. He he might get a like I said, he might get more snaps than him, but I I, th- I think it's an A. I think it's a good pick for the value. Pick 206, a wide receiver from Princeton, Andre Lavisa. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Okay, but you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. Oh. Yeah. Well, they brought, I mean, they brought him in. He had multiple visits with the Bengals. Well, right here, Richard Skinner of uh, WKRC says it's an A, but. He didn't play against high-level competition in college, and his skills are raw. But if he pans out, he will be a high-end depth piece moving forward and possibly turn into a major weapon. I mean, he's a freak athlete. That, that's that's it. He is a freak athlete. Troy Walters, one of the best receivers coaches in the NFL. If if he can refine him, he, he'll be a beast. He'll be an absolute monster. Pick 217. Punter Brad Robbins, Michigan. I mean, he's a punter again. You're back end of the draft, late, late sixth, seventh round. I would give it a C. Just it's an average pick. Who was the punter last year? Drew Chrisman. Okay, and he's not coming back. He's on the roster, but you you hope it's Robbins. Yeah, I, I think it will be Robbins. I mean, well, hopefully we never have to use the punter. Hopefully. Um, pick 246, cornerback, DJ Ivy. Or is it Ivy or Evie? How do you... I, Again, I, I don't know. I, it's the seventh round. The sixth, like, like I told you earlier, the sixth and the seventh, you're just throwing darts at a dartboard and hope they stick pretty much. I mean, I think I would give it a B. He intercepted. I mean, he's a cornerback. He intercepted Kenny Pickett's. So. There's, there's no, there's no... You can't have – you can never have too many quarterbacks. You know, you never have enough quarterbacks. So, I, I think it's that's how you look at it. He's, I'd give it a B because he's a quarterback. All right. Um, so, you would you say an A overall? Yeah, I would give it an A overall. Okay. Maybe A, A minus in that range. Who do you think did the worst? A lot of people are going to disagree with this, but – Patriots? No, I actually like the Patriots pick, mainly Christian Gonzalez. I think they got massive value with him. The um, the 49ers was bad, dude. The 49ers probably the worst draft. Really? Um, it was bad. They took a kicker in the third. Yikes. Um, I mean, I would – I hesitate to say, say the Lions – because I like Jameer Gibbs, and I think Jack Campbell was probably the best linebacker in the class. But Jack Campbell at 18 and Jameer Gibbs at 12, that's a stretch. Man, I almost think – I love Jameer Gibbs. I wish – I wanted the Bengals to draft him at 28. But even that might have been a stretch. I mean, I, I don't know. I – the Lions had a good draft for who they picked, but the where they picked them at makes no sense to me. We're going to talk about two more things. The first thing we're going to talk about is how much you do you believe? Oh no, not, not how much, not how much, but do you think when Joe Burrow gets the contract extension? 
from the Bengals, it will crash the NFL. Because if you're going to pay Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is good. He is a top, he is either five or six quarterback in the league. He can get the job done 100%. You saw, I'm not, I'm not going to say all bad, I'm not going to blame the refs, but I mean, let's he, was, be. he was potentially robbed of a chance to have his moment based off of that kind of call. I can't even remember exactly the situation of the call, but it's not like he just got him there and then he played. If you saw his stats, you would have thought that he they would have won the game. It's just and they were kind of like Nate Diaz in the UFC. Nate Diaz doesn't lose fights; he just runs out of time. That's really all they did. They ran out. He, I think the Eagles just ran out of time because it's not like they were getting outplayed or anything like that. But let's not get into the well. Say what you want to say. I don't want to take away from what you want to say. But go ahead. I mean, they lost the game. That's all yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say. Yeah, I, I get. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's but, not uh, like they, they they didn't show up. Yeah, they, no, it, it was a it, really good game. Yeah, um, but. You pay him that, he's going to get, what, 50, 51 million or something like 51 that? 51 million a- average, annual average. And then you got this dweeb, Lamar. Hey, listen, well, I... the birds are going to be flocking for the next I five was, years, brother. I was get in Lamar's corner the whole... I think dude deserved to get paid. Now, did he deserve to get paid that much? I don't know about that, but I, I do think he deserved to get paid. You see why he got a five-year contract, right? How old is he? Like twenty six, something, something, something like that. Twenty. Okay. Twenty six. They know that after those five years, when those legs are gone and he can't move like he used to, that arm just ain't there. I mean, paying him that much money is so dangerous. It, it, it really it, is. It's just and paying Odell. Like the Ravens have a really good front office, and it felt to me like this year they buckled and just made stupid decisions. Pay, I mean, that's. Paying Kyler Murray all that money. Because, like, the last uh, – draft is a perfect example. The last, like, three drafts, the Ravens have been at the top as far as drafting class goes. Yep. This year, it's like, eh, they're middle of the pack, below average. I, I It wasn't a great draft class for the Ravens. I, I don't mm. – I mean, I think their best pick was in the sixth round, Andrew Voorhees, as far as – um, value goes. Do you think that, back to the original question, do you think that seeing them get make that much, how much more do you think Joe Burrow will get paid? I think there's, there's one of two things that's going to happen with Joe Burrow. This is my opinion. Wait. Imagine. I'm going to give you a scenario. The Bengals see Joe Burrow, or they, they see... Jalen Hurts get paid. Then a week later, they see Lamar get paid. Joe Burrow is going to get paid like twenty nine million in twenty twenty four. Correct? Yeah, I think like twenty nine and a half something. Like okay. That. So imagine seeing those two quarterbacks get paid, and then they end up winning. The Super Bowl this year. I mean, he. 
five, $55 million a year. But then again, well, I mean, Joe Burrow, I kind of feel like he's like a Tom Brady. He'll take less to win. Well, and that's what I was going to say. There's there's two scenarios, I think, that play. Three, really. Um, one is Joe Burrow takes less because he cares about winning. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he does. And we know he cares about winning. He cares about being the best. I don't think that's going to happen, but I also am not going to rule it out. The second is Mike Brown tells the NFL to shove it and gives Burrow a percentage of the cap. Right? Like just flat out says here you can have you, you can have this much money per year but you can also have a percentage of the cap right um and then the third is maybe maybe the Bengals just they're like here we'll give you 60 million a year because in i mean let's think about it in like 3 or 4 years 60 million a year is going to be chump change you know what i mean so like for high end quarterbacks so it's I mean, there's a bunch of possibilities. If I had to guess, I'd say, I'd say he's. I mean, he's going to be the highest. In my opinion, he's probably going to be the highest paid quarterback in football. Now, how much is that? I don't know. But okay. Um. Last thing I want to talk about before we get off here. I want to give a shout out to. One person, and then a group of people. First shout-out is Roger Goodell, even though he's somewhat of a turd and usually doesn't deserve shout-outs. But the fact that that man has to announce all these names, these crazy-ass names, in front of millions and millions and millions of The Rock's fans, all right, And he does a good job of it. So, shout out to him. Then, the shout out to the people in rounds two through seven that announced the picks of these crazy ass names in front of millions and millions and millions of the Rocks fans all around the world. So, we're going to go through. I have the list of every single player drafted in this year's draft, their names. We're gonna. I'm gonna go through, and I'm gonna try to pronounce the name. All right, of any crazy name. Now, Bryce Young. That's not a crazy name. That's an easy name to pronounce. I'm not gonna pronounce every single player. You know. All right, here we go. All right, let me get the mic right. Hmm. This isn't a hard name to pronounce. It's just a badass name, Broderick Jones. I just that was, sound, a, that was a good pick by the Steelers. That sounds pick. like a spy. Um. Okay, I think that's the only one worth noting in the first round. Felix Adizuke Uzoma. Yeah. If his first name was Adizuke, and then his middle name was Felix, I would have pronounced it. But the fact that I can pronounce Felix and I'm not worried about the middle name, I wasn't going to say anything. I don't even know if that's his actual name, but okay. But you made it sound smart. Yeah. So I, I, know, I know his first name is Felix, his last name is Uzoma. If you would have said that is his name, I, would, I wouldn't even have questioned you. Right. So. Okay, round two. Derek Hall. <laughs> Such an easy name, right? Um, now I'm doing the exact opposite. 
Um, let's see here. I can pronounce that name. It's just it's not a common name. Jartavius Martin. <laughs> okay, right here. Right here. Okay, okay. The second pick, the or the, the second round pick number fifty four from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. To a Louis, to a Lupo. Hey. How do you pronounce it? Um, Is it? Do you need to see it? Yeah, because he was actually pretty high on the Bengals board, so we might have been saying his name. How do you pronounce it? Tui Tua Pelotu. (laughs) That's that's how you pronounce it, yeah. Tui Tua Pelotu. Okay. Um... Like two names down, it's like John Michael Schmitz, dude. All I can think about is Dak Mary's tax theatrics, Lamar, Javar, Javarson, Lamar. That's all I can think about when you do this. Jackhammer sound. <laughs> um, the glister. Oh, 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 also, another uh, Broderick Jones esque name, Osiris Torrance. Dude, uh, on a real note, real quick, uh-huh. that was value from Buffalo. They should have taken him in the first round. I okay, thought. okay. Here's a good one. It's not a, it's a normal name, but it's spelled really weird. Zach Pickens, but it's Z A C C H. Two C's and an H. Because God forbid they just be normal. And say Z A C H. Yeah, his first name's probably Zachariah. Zach Kariah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think third round, 82nd pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Out of Louisville, defensive end, Yaya Daibi. Diaby. Diaby. Yaya. Yeah, Yaya Diaby. Is that a worse than Kool-Aid? Like, like imagine. <laughs> I'm just saying. Imagine arguing with him. Yaya, 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 What was the one? Who's the one dude that played for the Packers that had, like, the ridiculous? Oh, yeah. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Yeah. That, I wonder what if if Yaya is his actual name because Haha is not his actual. No, name. I, I I have no idea. Oh, but Broderick Jones is Broderick Jones' real name. Um. Again, well, Ty J. Eh, that's not a weird name. Ty J. Spears. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it it, it kind of looks weird because it's it, it's like T A Y J A E, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's T Y J A. Oh, okay. But just the A E kind of. Um. Third pick or third round, eighty eighth pick, Tank Bigsby. Tanks Bigsby. Don't don't talk bad about Tanks Bigsby. I'm not. I'm just. I I don't know if I'm like. 
flabbergasted by these names. I don't know if I'm taken back by them or flabbergasted. It's just... And, and you never know, because some of these players go by their nickname. You know, I mean, and Tank might just be his nickname. Kind of like, um, I don't know, who's someone that you, d- like, okay, like Papo. Everybody called him Hack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, mean. Uh, oh, Broderick Martin, but there's no K in Broderick. Just to see. Broderick. Brodrick. Oh, that's the same thing. Oh, okay, never mind. I screwed that up. Um, hmm. No, that's that's a normal name. Um, okay, we're in the fourth round. Again, a normal name. It's just, it's not out there. It's just. No, you don't hear it very much. Jacorian Bennett. Okay, but right here, gold. Oh, Adetame Adebori. Yeah. That's who you're about to say. Because <laughs> I thought he was going to go in the first round. And then Dewan Jones is literally like, I don't know if they were, tr- they just want a cool way to pronounce the one. So they said Dewan, like Dewan. Um, okay. Fourth round. Hundred. Wait, wait, let me find it. Hundred fifteenth pick. Ro- Rose. Sean Johnson. Roshan Johnson. Okay, Ro- Roshan Johnson. I wanted okay. Cincinnati to pick him. Roshan uh, uh, Johnson. Okay. Yes. Well, they spell it like with a ch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how it was pronounced. Um, th- there's Ventral Miller. That's a cool name. Um, all right. Let's see. Hmm. Ah, the Cowboys selected. Vilami Fee Hoko. Oh, uh, um, try to pronounce that for the the three viewers or the three listeners. Uh, it's it's Viliame Feoko. Okay, is how you pronounce it. Like I'm I said, sure. that's why I wanted to give a shout out to Roger Goodell and everybody else that pronounced these names, because even if they told me ten times, I probably still would have messed it up. Um. Okay. To those of listening, um, I'm acting out in disgust and trying to not freak out over this next name. I believe. That it is Yasser. <laughs> oh, Yasir Abdullah. That's oh, who you're talking oh about. yeah, yeah, that's Yasir how they pronounce it. Abdullah. No, it's Yasser. <laughs> it's 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 like you're saying yes, sir. Is how it's spelled, yeah, but it's yeah. Yasir Abdullah. Is okay, the name, yeah. 
Um, all right. Fifth round. Let's go. Um, Sir Vokia Dennis. I think. <laughs> How do you? Think? Oh yeah, I. I don't know. I remember seeing his name, but I couldn't tell you how to pronounce it. Okay. All right. The very next pick, a loose gun. Is that just it? Nope. Like, what? Like well, Prince well, or Madonna, well, no, no. just one name, a loose gun? I mean, with that last name, I won't be able to pronounce it. 6'3", 309 pounds. Oh, how do you pronounce his name? It's like... Olus Gun. It's... Uh, <laughs> it's Olusagan Aluatimi, I think is how you pronounce his name. Better man than me. Caillou Blue Kelly. <laughs> hey, I want them to draft him, don't Caillou Blue Kelly? Yeah. Dante Yvonne Dix, Wicks. <laughs> okay, there. Is he in relation to ha-ha? <laughs> no. Here, read it. Read it out loud. Dontavian Wicks. See, that's my issue is here. Here, okay. I'm like, I'm s- saying it like, I'm not saying Dante. I'm saying you're just pronouncing I, I, I'm it like, yes, like I'm letter like, for letter. Yeah. Like Donta, you've, you know, I'm like doing Donta and then the Y. Um, uh, Nick Hampton. Dan Smith. Henry Tua Tua Tua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Henry. Uh, let me see if I can remember hey, how Do you want to see it? Uh, no, because I know who you're talking about. It's Henry Tua 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 Oto. Or something like that. Yeah. Two O Oto, I think. Puka Nakua Nakuya. <laughs> Last pick of the fifth round. Leather Rams. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Most of these guys have heard. Probably Nasua. If I had to guess. I, if I had to guess. I think oh, you're talking about the last name. Yeah. So I got the first name right? I didn't even pay attention to the first name, honestly. I think the last name's Nasua. Nasua's from BYU. That's kind of shocking. Bunch of Dan Smiths out there. Um... The Broncos in the sixth round just picked J.L. Skinner. <laughs> hey, don't hate on J.L. Skinner. He's a good player. Where did he, get, where'd he come from? Uh, is he Bo- or Boise State? Damn. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, well, where did he come You always tell me. You don't know where these guys come from. O'Chan? Mathis? I think it's O'Shawn. But it's a it's O C H A N or A U N. So it's yeah, like it's O'Shawn. O'Shawn. It's yeah. O'Shawn, but the instead of the S, it's a C. 
Yeah. 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 I think it's O'Shawn. Um. Mala Cisala. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. I'm terrible. Why is it the offensive linemen always have the weird names? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <coughs> how, do, how would you pronounce that? His last name's Amave Lalu. Um, What's that first name? Malasala? I don't know. Um, let's see. Um, not a weird name. This is a different name. I Deuce Vaughn, though. Hey, I love Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Titus Leo. <laughs> he came from Wagner. What? Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was a running back. Yep. All right, last round. Um, hmm. They all seem... Nope, I think that's it. And the, the, oh, no. the Bengals wide receiver... Is Andre Iosivash. Um There are a couple names in here. Moro Ojomo. Um You can laugh on this podcast, Joey. It's fine. You don't have to hold it in. Um, like, what the fuck is this? Lou Nichols, the third. <laughs> like the the, the third, f- dude. The third. And why do they always stop at the third? Do you ever hear of a fourth? Yeah, AJ, AJ, RJ, what is it? AJ, RJ, CJ, DJ. No, it's CJ, AJ, RJ, backslash, and fourth the fifth, dude. <laughs> the fact that you, may, you, you like, changed it up, it makes it better than the actual <laughs> one. Lamar, Javar, Javars, and Lamar. <laughs> this motherfucker's Tactics. 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 Those dudes are geniuses, man. Dan Smith, BYU. A.A. <laughs> Ron Rodgers. Was it Terrell Suck, Ball So Hard University? What What was one of the universities they said? This, that university? <laughs> oh, <it was> <laughs> first name, last name, college, <laughs> university. Uh, okay, I think that's... Oh, yeah, uh, Zach Koontz. But we all really know how his name's pronounced. Hey, man, I I wanted Zach Koontz to be a Bengal, but oh, well. I believe that's it. You know that Zach Koontz, real quick, Zach Koontz 
had the highest ever relative athletic score for tight ends in history since they started doing it. Really? That's insane. Yep. I believe that's it. That's all I got to talk about. Anything you want to say? Uh, are we getting ready to be done? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say happy birthday, Jackson. Love you, dude. Dad loves you. Misses you. Happy birthday. Big five. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the only other thing I wanted to say. Okay. Sorry, I just looked at me while you were doing that. But, um, yeah, happy birthday to him. So, yeah, we're good. <laughs>